Today on Bible Conversations, we're going to be talking about why does the church do that regarding Bible classes? Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. We are excited to continue this series that we've been working on for about three weeks now. Um, yep. Why does the church do that? And, uh, you know, this series really came about with the um, the thought that there's there's so many things that, that happen within a, a day-to-day and really week-by-week basis within the church, um, whether it be worship, whether it be um, the way that we worship, the, the things that we teach, the things that we do, um, that some people don't understand necessarily, I guess would be the way to phrase it, whether or not certain things are traditions, th- certain things are commands, and, um, and you know, just why we do certain things and why we teach certain things. Um, and so today, I uh, wanted to talk about Bible classes. You know, is Bible classes something that is specifically commanded in Scripture? Yeah. Or is it, as we've used this phrase before, is it, is it an expedient um, to fulfill another command? Yeah. So, Are you asking me right now? Or? No, no. That, oh, okay. That's just a, a, you know, toss out there question, you know, that yeah. to to warm up to. Um, but anyways, the way that I kind of wanted to start this conversation is is to talk about all of the uh, disagreements and differences that people have throughout the world today. And I uh, kind of wanted to start with some some funny ones. So yeah. there is uh, two really big arguments happening on the interwebs right now. Okay. Uh, the first one, are there more wheels or doors in the world? What do you think, Chris? You know, I would have to say there are more doors. No, no, no. I'm team wheels, team wheels all the way. So there are... There are lots of countries that don't really have access to cars. And in fact, a good portion of the world does not have access to any sort of automobile, any sort of wheels, any sort of anything. But okay. they have they have huts that have doors. They have doors inside of their homes. Uh, there's, there's lots of, I mean, millions upon millions of people, in fact, probably close to billions of people uh, that don't have access to any sort of transportation that would require or necessitate wheels. Okay. That's a solid response. I haven't heard that one before. However, I'm team wheels for the sole reason of conveyor belts. There are so many wheels on conveyor belts. (laughs) All right. uh, Second debate that is happening across the interwebs, and this one's more recent. Are there more eyes or legs in the world? Hmm. Man, I don't know on this one. That's a much, in my mind, that's a much tougher one. Yeah. So I'm team eyes on this one all the way. Okay. Because, yeah, there's a whole lot of insects with a lot of legs, but there's parts of the ocean that we don't even know about. And animals in the ocean have eyes, but Mm -hmm. not every animal in the ocean has legs. See, I'm going to, I am going to go with legs now that I think about it. Legs. So so you you look at, you look at ants and there are, I don't even remember how many ants it is, but the, the mass of ants on earth is vastly superior to the mass of humans on Earth. Yeah, but there's got to be more fish in the sea than there are ants, right? With how well, big the ocean is. But then is. You've, you've got ants and then you've got centipedes. Centipedes have 100 legs in and of themselves. I mean, you've got so many different animals that have Yeah, but they also have two eyes or at least a couple of eyes. A couple of eyes, all the insects. It, it and so it kind of offsets their legs and then fish have I mean, eyes but bit. no legs. Yeah, I mean, it, it offsets a little bit, but I don't know. That's, you know. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, this is a couple of examples about how easily yeah. people can be divided on stuff. You know, even 
incredibly I disagree ridic- that we're divided on this. <laughs> incredibly ridiculous conversations like are there more eyes or legs are there more yeah. doors or wheels answers that nobody's ever going to be able to truly know i yeah. mean god knows because he knows how many hairs are on your head but yeah. an answer that a human will never be able to reach yeah nobody's ever going to be able to count how many doors and wheels and eyes and legs there are in the world yeah. and yet people still argue over this get divided it's kind of crazy even just on the interwebs out there that people yeah. actually get worked up about this and like yeah. want to defend their position it's not just a fun conversation that is yeah. had between friends yeah. but people actually get worked up about it and mm. when the issues become more and more real people get even more and more worked up about it you know there's yeah. so many things that are happening in our world right now um as far as like political discussions and then um, you know, we're coming out of COVID and which had so many disagreements, so many divisions among people. Yeah. Um, and sadly, even those divisions crept into the church. And, yeah. and one of the disagreements and, um, I guess points of contention that has crept into the church within this past week or so. Yeah. Um, is even the idea of, of policy changes and, and things that, um, that need to be changed politically, yeah. uh, in regards to, to gun control, uh, yeah. you know, following the shooting in Uvalde, um, just a few weeks ago. And, yeah. um, and we're not here to talk politics at all. I, no. I despise talking politics. However, the really, the reason I bring this up is because some people have set aside spiritual beliefs. You know, they've set aside their faith in order to discuss politics. Yeah. And that's a shame. Like yeah. straight up, that's a shame on you. If you have set aside your, your faith in order to discuss politics. There's the reason I I bring this up is because there's a uh, picture that I've seen on Facebook that has been shared around over the past couple weeks. Yeah. And it says thoughts and prayers. And then that's scratched out and written underneath that is policy and change. Yeah. And the point of that picture is basically people trying to to say our thoughts and prayers are not enough. After uh, these school shootings, these mass shootings, thoughts and prayers are no longer enough. We need policy and change. Yeah. And again, I'm not here to talk politically, but yeah. the the second that you start saying thoughts and prayers aren't enough, we need policy and change, you're putting your faith more in politicians than you are in God. And that's yeah. again shame. That's yeah. that's not okay. That that is straight up wrong. If you profess to be a Christian and then you say, My thoughts and prayers, i.e. my discussion with God. My prayer to God is yeah. no longer enough. I need politicians to make a change. Then you're putting your faith more in politicians than you are in God. Yeah. And and so really, anyways, I mentioned the fun arguments. I mentioned these more real things that can divide people. Yeah. And to me, that's why we need to to be in the word. Yeah. You know, our, our whole question is why does the church do that? regarding Bible classes. Yeah. This is why. Because there are so many things that can divide us. There are so many things that can that can pull us apart. So we need to be in the word. We need to be people of the book. Yeah. Um one thing I mentioned to you before we turned on the mics for this episode is back during the restoration movement when um the name Church of Christ was being put on on church buildings as people were trying to get back to the book, back to the Bible. Um, members of the church were also called uh, people of the book. Yes. I think that's just awesome. Yeah. I think that's what we need to get back to. Yeah. Um, we need to be known as people of the book. And yeah. and if you have conversations with, with folks that are outside of the church and then they come to a Bible class or they attend a, 
a worship service with us. They're like, yeah. wow, everybody has their Bible open. Wow, y'all bring your Bibles with you? And yeah. um, and that's something that, that needs to happen. Yeah. It's not just about entertainment during worship service. It's not just about fellowship during Bible classes, but it's yeah. about being people of the book. Yeah. And so anyways, those are my opening thoughts, opening comments. What do you have? That's a lot. You uh, <laughs> That is a lot. <laughs> gave me a lot there. Um, no, so I, I, I agree. Um, I agree with, with quite a bit of what you said. You know, when it, when it comes to um, the, the Uvalde thing, I'll, I'll briefly mention that, go back to that just, just for a second. I, um, you know, I think change does need to happen, but, but I don't think it needs to happen in lieu of or on top of or opposed to prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there needs to be a change in people's hearts. Uh, Absolutely, you know we we see we see these Which mass shooters. Jesus. It, do, it does, and and that's that's kind of what I'm getting to. I'm going to segue into that with Bible class, but you know we we see these mass shooters, and they I I don't really know if yet there's been a sane mass shooter, mm-hmm. uh, one that has been mentally stable, mentally fit to to lead a normal life, to hold down a job, to do the things that are required in life, to maintain oneself, a functioning member of society. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that, that's kind of scary. There, there's a mental health aspect of this discussion that uh, is, is all too often swept under the rug. I, I do think there are policies that could be put into place, but, but the point you're making and the point that I very strongly agree with is that we cannot minimize prayer. Yeah. Uh, we, we cannot minimize the power of prayer. Uh, it, and even is, reliance on God. And, and reliance on God. You know, when, when we start relying on other things above God, that that's that's a problem when we start yeah. relying on God and allowing the love that He has for us to flow through to make changes in our own lives. That's that's when things will change, and that's yeah. when things will get better. And this this world, this it's world not my is home. it's not my home, but it's also <laughs> I keep having these one liners. <laughs> you good, but it's it's also so full of of sin and and heartbreak and sadness and evil and and evil is always going to be in the world. As yeah. long as this world is, exists, evil will be in the world, and our job is to be the light. Our job is to be the good. Our job is to spread the good news and the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think it's vital that we do that. We talked about evangelism a couple of weeks ago, and, uh, you know, now we're, we're talking about Bible class. And, uh, you know, when this episode airs, it'll probably be a couple of weeks since the Uvalde shooting. And mm-hmm. Lord willing, there there won't be any, any more mass shootings. But um, given the statistics, it's, it's highly likely that there will have been. And um, the reality is, is, is we, we do, we need Jesus. And Bible class is one of the ways in which we share the teachings of, the love of, and, and the knowledge of Christ and, and of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we have Bible class on Sunday mornings and we have Bible class on Wednesday nights. Uh, you also have a, you have a C20s Bible study on yeah. Monday nights and there's a college, college and, and 20 somethings. And then yeah. we've got KSBS, the Keller School of Biblical Studies on Monday nights and Sunday nights after evening worship. And yeah. we have, um, you know, a PTP 365, Polishing the Pulpit, their online thing. We, we offer that on some Monday nights and we, we have opportunities for Bible study about man up and God's girl. I mean, we have yeah. opportunities. You mentioned devotionals with the youth group. Devotionals too. with the youth groups. Yeah. And I mean, just so many options and so many opportunities for us to get together to study God's word because it is important. Yeah. And, and the, the church, and, and Emma, this is going to sound weird, but the church as a corporation, right. As a, as an entity mm-hmm. uh, is not responsible for an individual's faith. Mm-hmm. 
at all. It cannot be. I am not responsible for anybody's faith in this building aside from my own faith. Yeah. My wife is responsible for her own faith. I am responsible for helping her. She is yeah. responsible for helping me. When we have children at some point, we are responsible for raising them up in the faith. But there will come a point where they are responsible for their own faith. And so that this idea of Bible class is a supplemental tool to assist in the growing of faith. Yeah. It, it is not and cannot be the end all. If, if parents are dropping their kids off or adults are coming and the only time they're studying the Word of God is during Bible class on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, that's not enough nourishment. Yeah. That's not enough. Or on the, the flip side of that, if you say, you know what, we're just going to handle this within our family. You know, yeah. uh, when the time comes where we have kids, if we were to say all of the knowledge of Scripture that goes into their brains needs to come directly from me. Yeah. Because there are some people out there who believe that, that, that we don't need to have Bible classes organized in, yeah. in such a way, but instead it needs to be directly from the parents, um, then you're missing out on a massive opportunity, one, to to show your family what's important. Yeah. Um, but number two, you're also not following the example that we read in Scripture. Yeah. Um, so I know you've got something pulled up, but I wanted to share my first example first real quick here. It's Acts 17, 11. Okay. Um, well, and before we get to 11, uh, we read about Paul and Silas going through Thessalonica, yeah. the brothers in Thessalonica. Yeah. Um, well, not the brothers, but the other people in Thessalonica kind of ran uh, Paul and Silas out of town. Uh, yeah. The Jews who Paul and Silas were trying to tell them about Christianity, they ended up running them out of town. Um, and then in verse 10, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. Um, and when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. See, the Jews in Thessalonica didn't believe Paul and Silas. They ran them out of town, wanted to kill them. But the Jews in Berea, they were seen as more noble because of the, this is what they did. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're seen as more noble because yeah. they see the value in this book right here. And obviously it's not the same book that we have. It's just the Old Testament. They didn't have you know, Matthew through Revelation yet. Instead, they're just looking at the prophets. They're looking at these prophecies made of of Christ, and yeah. and they're hearing Paul and Silas' teaching on that and their account of that and saying, you know what, this was the guy. Yeah. Uh, they're they're realizing, and, and they're seen as more noble because they saw the value in the book and they saw the value in studying it and yeah. studying it daily. Well, and they didn't just take whoever was saying it by, at their word. They, exactly. They, they studied it and figured it out for themselves. Yeah, they fact-checked Paul hard, and yeah. then he was like, good job. <laughs> yeah. And he was he was probably happy about that. In fact, yeah. I had – so last night I was teaching the – teaching the teens on evangelism yeah. and, and had two, two of them came up to me afterwards asking a question and uh, it wasn't related to the class, but it was a question that um, had been asked before. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll share the question with you later. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but they, they came up and asked me and I, I said, I, first, I want to commend you guys for questioning this because it means you're, you're studying. It means mm -hmm. you're curious. And I want to commend you for questioning me because yeah. the first answer that I gave, you know, while while it was accurate, was not sufficient for you. And so you have, you've come back for, for more. More of like, prove it to me, show me. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, and so I, I, I commend you for that, you know, and, and, and they were like, yeah, we appreciate that. You know, they were, mm -hmm. they were like, well, okay, you know, no, that, that makes sense. Like we should be questioning. Like it shouldn't just be, oh, well, Chris said it or, oh, Dylan said it or, oh, Corey said it. And so it's okay. Yeah. No, like you got to, you have to figure it out. You have to account yeah. for what you believe. So anyway, um, 
No, I think that's huge, and I think we should be more like the Bereans. And then we looked at, at you know, move over just a chapter to Acts 18, uh, and, and you get Apollos. And Apollos, mm-hmm. I, I think we've talked about on here before, is one of my absolute favorite characters from the Scriptures. And he's in there, and he's teaching in the synagogue. He says he's competent in the Scriptures. So this man is teaching. Mm-hmm. And who pulls him aside and teaches him more accurately? Was it his mom? Was it his dad? It was Priscilla and Aquila. It was another. It was they were members of the Lord's church. It was yeah. followers Chris of Christ. Christ. Seen verses twenty four through twenty eight. Yes. Sorry, I. No, you're just good. Getting ahead of myself there. Um, but but Priscilla and Aquila, they they pull him out and they teach him the way of God more accurately, mm-hmm. right? And so they they did it in a in a separate setting, uh, in a more uh, private setting, and and it was it was brethren discussing and talking about the scriptures. Yeah. And then you move over to chapter twenty. Yep. And in chapter twenty. In verse 7, on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day. And he prolonged his speech until midnight. Yeah. So I, I look at this in, in two ways. And one, they're talking together. They're talking with one another. They're studying the scriptures together. And then Paul has a speech. Yeah. And then he preaches to them. And uh, and so I, I think that's such just a, for me at least, a poignant example of the, the necessity to gather together. And to talk about the scriptures, yeah. And uh, you know the way we do Bible classes is probably not the way that they did would have done back then, yeah. But but we do them in such a way that is beneficial for us, yeah. You know we we're not given a direct command on how to or how not to do Bible class. Exactly, it goes into our whole discussion about um, expedience. You yeah. know, we know we are supposed to be in the word studying studying this book. Um, this is this is God's word, yeah. And we know that we need to be ingesting it not literally but you know what i mean um yeah it probably wouldn't taste and so or anything and so now the the question then comes okay how do we go about doing that the best possible way yeah um and when we really start to think about it and discuss it it's like okay it, this this is gonna work out really well logistically if yeah. um you know we have these Bible classes here, uh, divide up all this kind of, you know, the, the way that we do it. Um, yeah. it's not a matter of, Hey, this is exactly the way it's supposed to be. And if there comes a better way to ingest this word, then I'm sure we absolutely do let's do that yeah. because we need to do whatever is best in order to get this book into this brain. Yeah. Um, and this book into this heart, yeah. That is what's most important. Um, not a matter, not the means of which we do that. Um, yeah. So one other example that I wanted to pull up is actually back to Acts chapter two. Um, you know, you've referenced a few throughout um, the later part of Acts, but here in Acts chapter two, right as the church is beginning, we see an example of the importance of of being together and the importance of of hearing these teachings. Um, yeah. uh, starting in verse forty two, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and um, you know, it goes on to talk about. What the church looked like um, in the first century, very, very soon after it began on the day of Pentecost. But the very first thing, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Yeah. I want to ask a question super genuinely and super honestly. Yeah. Are we devoted to the apostles' teaching today? Now, there's no apostles alive today. Yeah. But everything that God spoke through the apostles is recorded here for us. Yeah. Not everything, but everything we need. Yeah, everything we need. That's, yeah. what, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, but are we devoted to that? 
And there's a big, big difference between saying like, yeah, I value that yeah. versus I'm devoted to that. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's, that's an individual question. You know, Absolutely and, and, it is. Yeah. And every time I'm asked about my spiritual life, it, it's, you know, my answer is always really, it's not where it needs to be. Yeah. And, um, I, I think there's, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to grow. Yeah. And I think, uh, a big part of that growth is having a desire to grow and a desire to learn more and a desire to know more. And, um, and there's days where I'll be honest, there's days I don't want to study. Yeah. But there's days I'm tired. Like I just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. And there's days where I don't study and that's not ideal. That's not good. You yeah. know, like I, I need to be, I need to be better at, at studying and purposing myself to that. And, um, it's, it's difficult to be devoted to something. It is. Yeah. It's difficult. Well, and, and there's all kinds of things that, um, we are devoted to, you know, yes. if some of us are devoted to sleep. Well, I was, I was about to say, yeah, sleep. That's one, but I was going to reference sports cause that's what yeah. always comes to my mind. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of people that are devoted to the maps right now. Yeah. Um, which by the time this airs, I really hope that they're still playing in the finals, but we'll find out tonight if they, <laughs> if they yeah. beat golden state. Um, but there's plenty of people that are devoted to to athletic teams. There's plenty of people that are devoted to their TV show that comes on once a week and they're not going to miss it yeah. or they're going to record it or they're going to make sure that they watch every second of that episode. There, yeah. there are people that are devoted to their spouse and rightfully so. Um, and what, what that means is not just a matter of you value your spouse. It's not just a matter of you value a TV show or you value your sports team, um, but being devoted to it means that you're not going to miss it or you're going to change plans so that you can, you can, you can watch the show or the team or, or be with your, your spouse or your, your family, whatever it may be. Being devoted is that's, that's the thing that you care about the most. That's the thing that you're going to change plans for. Yeah. And to be devoted to this book. I mean, that's, that's where we get the word devout, you know? Are you are you a devout Christian? Are you devoted yeah. to this? Um, I've, I've honest so I've never been a fan of the the phrase devout Christian. Yeah. Because uh <laughs> I think it's it's a redundant phrase. Hmm. If if you are a Christian, then you are devout. You should be devout, yeah. And and so, you know, I had I had at one point in, in my life when I was teaching tennis, I had some people come up to me and like, Man, you're a devout Christian, aren't you? And I was like I, I'm a Christian Christian. I mean, yes, I, I am, but yes, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Like I, yeah. like I, I don't, I don't view myself as like, I don't think of myself yeah. as a devout Christian. Well, and I some think of this wordplay because the, I think we've talked about this before, you know, even that word Christian is just thrown around so loosely, yep. you know, people will say I'm a Christian, uh, because one time a year I go to church on Easter. Yeah. I'm a Christian now. Yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of like. <laughs> You know, and and so that's where I see the the word devout Christian come in. It's like, oh wow, you yeah. actually care about this. Yes, like exactly. like you're going to change plans in order to to be with your church family. You're going to change yeah. plans in order to to make time to be in the yeah. word. You're going to change plans to worship God. Well, like, and I, I think so many people today have Christianity as a part of their life, whereas what needs to happen is everything else needs to be a part of their Christian life. Yes. And, um, and, and it's, it's a difficult transition and change. And I, I'm not perfect at it. Yeah. Like I, I don't think anybody's perfect at it. No. Right. Which is Paul himself said, uh, forget the, exactly the things that I do are, um, I, I don't want to do and things yeah. that I, that I don't want to do that I end up doing Romans chapter seven. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Philippians where he was, I think it's Philippians. He's saying, you know, I, 
I haven't already obtained this, but I strive on. Yeah. You know, for uh, the, Philippians for, uh, three and four, he gives like the contrast yeah. versus like being satisfied with with um, uh, earthly things in Philippians four, yeah. and then in Philippians three, not being content in his yeah. walk with Christ. Yeah. I haven't perfected this, but I strive on. Right. Yes. And and so we you know we understand that. We're not perfect at it. Nobody's ever going to be perfect at it. But that's not the point. The point is not necessarily to be perfect. The point is to strive to be perfect. Yeah. Keep to, pressing on. To keep pressing on, to to seek to have every day of your life be filled with Jesus and filled with Christ and filled with love. And, and then everything else comes after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I've shared it before. You know, when I when Alyssa and I said our vows on our wedding day, it, we, we vowed to put God first above each other. She comes second. You know, it's God yeah. first. God comes first. Yeah. She comes second. And I and I think, you know, people today they 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 switch that around or or they put God on the fourth or the fifth rung of the ladder and and other things come first. And sometimes sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it until, you know, we're a year or two in of of actually having it done. And we're like, oh, okay, I need to need to reassess my priorities. Yeah. So back to the initial question that we began yeah. uh, today's episode with, um, why does the church do that regarding Bible classes? Yeah. Um, really, that's the, the summarization of why is because God should be first. Yes. Um, and we need to be supporting one another in the pursuit of making God first in our lives. Now, um, if you want to do a quick just uh, – overview of scripture as far as like, okay, does it, is it actually a command? Like, are we actually supposed to do this or is it just yeah. recommended? Um, you can see second Timothy chapter three, um, all scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for proof, for correction. Um, even all the way back to the old Testament when Moses was giving them the old law, which obviously we're not bound by the old law underneath the new, the new law. However, the truths that come from the old law, the, um, the um the ways of 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 living the value that they had for the old law should be something that we carry on yeah, today the principles the principles yeah joshua 1 8 this book the law shall not depart from your mouth uh you know you need to meditate on meditate it day and, night. day and night um and then um uh, Psalm one nineteen eleven. i have stored up your word in my heart that i have not sinned against you you know it's a matter of like not just having your god's word stored on our our coffee table in our living room, but having it stored in our heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it, you, you bring that up and, you know, there's, and I remember pre, before I was a Christian, I had my Bible, you know, on a bookshelf or I'd maybe have one laying out and mm-hmm. you'd walk by it and you could take your, you know, your finger and wipe across it and leave just, you know, a bit of dust on your finger and then yep. a clean line on the Bible and everything else was dusty. And, you know, we, we've got to be better than that. Yeah. Um, I keep going in the Old Testament again, Proverbs 3, 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Um, and then back to the New Testament, 1 Peter three fifteen, And this is the one where I see this as a, a, a direct command. And Bible classes are an expedient to fulfill this this command. But it's yeah. 1 Peter three fifteen. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always be pre- being prepared to make a defense to anyone that asks you for the reason that, for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. How are we to be prepared to make a defense? How are we to even make a defense for the the hope that is in us, for the faith that we profess? Yeah. If we're not 
putting this word in our heart, if we're not keeping this word in our heart, we're never going to be able to to respond to anyone with gentleness and respect or yeah. respond at all unless we're storing this word in our heart, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I see like we, we have Bible classes, we have devotionals, we have um, Monday night Bible studies, we have all these different things that you mentioned before as a means of storing up God's word in our heart. Yeah. So um, that's the one that's really the crux for me yeah. is – is so then we can not just keep it to ourselves, but so we can tell others. Yes. Yeah, that's you know that's our mission. Yeah, in this life is to tell others. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else that you wanted to to direct our attention towards? I uh, I think I'm good. I um, I think Bible class is 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 vital to the health of a congregation and to uh, the the people that are participating in it. You know, mm-hmm. when we have we have active participants in Bible class, there's just there's just a difference than when you have, you know, say you got 300 people in worship Sunday morning and you got 50 people in Bible class. Well, that, and it just feels bad. Yeah. It just feels bad. And uh, when you get 300 on Sunday morning and you got 250 in Bible class, it feels good. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I want to do a little bit of bragging on Keller, not by anything that we have done, but um, by the hearts of the the people here at Keller Church of Christ, you know, the encouragement um, of the eldership from the encouragement, of the eldership making a point to say y'all need to be in Bible classes. You know, if you look most places, there's typically a pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, I was going to say an accurate correlation and percentage wise from Bible class to worship services, Um, regardless of if you have worship in the Bible class or Bible class in worship. Um, And it's typically between 50 to 75%, which I know is kind of a big range, but it's somewhere between there. 50 to 75% of the people that are there for worship were already there for Bible class or the people that were there for worship stayed later for Bible class. However you do it. I am really, really thankful that here at Keller, we have got, um, well over 80% of the people that are here for worship are Already here for Bible class. class. Yeah. yeah. It, it's incredible. It shows the the dedication that our members have. Um, it yeah. also shows the care that our eldership and leadership has to making this a priority. And yep. so um, it is important to be in the word. It is important to be in the word with your brothers and sisters and not just alone. Yeah. Um, but – this is just another way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Bible classes is just another way to do it. Bible study is another way to do it. Devotional is another way to do it. Um, and and it, it needs to happen more, way more than it does. Yeah. So, all right. All right well, if y'all have any other uh, things that you want us to discuss, as we've mentioned before, um, on why does the church do that? If you have any questions, send us a Facebook message, send us an email. We'd love to discuss um what you have a question about. Why does the church do that? And um, and we'll talk about it, or we may just message you back, depending on what you're asking for. Um, also, one other note, don't forget to check out our shop online. Uh, sweet, sweet sister Kim Sutton has uh, made an online store for us, and uh, the link to that is also pinned to the top of our Facebook page. So go there, check that out, and get some awesome Bible conversations uh, t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever that you choose to, to get that way. So thank y'all so much for your uh, attention. And of course, don't forget to reach out to us.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 972-905-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can Mm -hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, We do our best to provide uh, biblical and and, and strong uh, discussion, and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.